this is record welcome back pals it's your pal rick i did a le- nice little solo episode since georgie was uh, out of town today but we had travis denning on the pod if you don't know who travis denning is Travis Denning is is he's a country music singer. He's had songs on the the um, country charts. Uh, he's blowing up. He just had an EP that just released with the lead single "Buy a Girl a Drink." Uh, great dude. We ended up chatting fishing, country music, uh, a lot of fishing actually. He talked about his wedding and some of the other things he's working on. The shows he's doing. He's toured with um, Dirk Bentley. He's doing a tour with Jake Owen. A lot of other cool people. So definitely check this one out. He was a great guy, and uh, I'm actually going to see his show tonight, which will be super fun and super cool. So check him out. Give him a follow. And we'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, Erdinger. Uh, guys, this beer is great. We've been drinking it on the episode. Uh, Travis had some with me. They're actually the lead sponsor of Toronto's Oktoberfest, which is taking place September 30th and October 1st. Uh, at the parking lot outside of Ontario Place. So we've got a link in the bio for the episode. And if you use the code PALSPOD, you get $5 off. So make sure you check it out. Uh, grab the beer at your local LCBO beer store. It's the number one wheat beer in the world. Uh, it's also great. It's very light, easy to go down. So check it out. And guys, honestly, share this pod with your friends. Uh, this is a good one. And stay tuned. And LFG, let's, Danny, say it. Go. Country people, just because I feel like you guys are the best storytellers. We can be. It can run long-winded, though. Oh, but I love it. That, that's the best part, like, especially with our pod. It's like, we can literally talk about anything and everything, and there's no like set agenda. It's not like, hey, we got to touch upon these points. Like, You can ask Allie. Sometimes like, we'll sit there. We'll get to the end of the episode, and she's like, I'll talk about the EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't say anything about it. No, like we don't. We just forget to talk about it. But let's start with the EP today, so we don't forget. Perfect. Keep keep management and the PR in the background happy. happy so yep. let's uh, let's hear about it. Obviously, the, the single, the main single was "Buy You a Drink," right? Uh, buy a girl a drink. Buy a yeah, girl yeah, drink, yeah. and that's about your fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's kind of just really. I had the title for it, and I thought the title was pretty boring. Like you know, just buy a girl a drink. But I was like, maybe there's a way that the song can kind of expand out of that and. Yeah, I just I, I was on a writer's retreat with three of my really good friends and favorite people to write songs with, and we were down at the beach. I threw it out, and I think it was like the last day. A writer's retreat is two things. It's like the business side of it is like when you get some buddies and maybe a producer or somebody really good with tracks, and you go somewhere away from Nashville, get away from the craziness, go write a bunch of songs, really focus and hone in. On the flip side, it's really just a place to go get really drunk. Yeah. and try and write songs you know it's like it's a balance of the two we, we've had a couple of people on they say the same thing it's like work all day and then like they say the last day is just like a wild night out yeah it's usually all of that in the whole trip yeah. it's usually like we won't necessarily like go out but it's like usually wake up 10 a.m get some breakfast it's like let's write write a song get some lunch probably switch to liquor you know if it's football <laughs> season we'll stop watch a game all this and then we go get dinner and have drinks and all that and but this was like the last night of this. I this one I kind of like dialed it back a little bit, but I was still woke up a little bit of a hammer in the head and I threw out the idea. I said, "Look, I got this idea. Buy a girl a drink." I was like, "I gotta go take a shower." So I go take a shower, come back. My buddy Chase McGill, who is one of the co-writers on it, 
He just had, buy a girl a drink, talk to her all night, call her three days. And he had this whole thing, and I was like, oh, damn, that's what this it, – it's it's build up the, the incredible, crazy story of a love that lasts a lifetime from buying a girl a drink. And so once we kind of had that concept, man, it poured out of us. And, um, yeah, you know, I just leaned into, like, what I was thinking about with Madison and how far we had come and – you know, we had so much more to go. You know, we're just starting. We're we're like thirty eight percent through the chorus of uh, of our lives. So, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it came supernaturally, and that's why I really love singing that song. You know, what's so funny. Like all like, a lot of country songs are based on like kind of love and that idea, love drinking stuff. Yeah, yeah like yeah. trucks and and that whole yep. kind of cowboy mentality. And I love it. It's that's why again when you have like people like yourself on the podcast, like we get to share so many funny stories and and kind of amazing memories but i want to ask about writing camps and, and those things what's your favorite moment from like one you've done recently oh man i'll tell you actually this isn't a recent one but it is really funny this was one of the first writing like writers retreats i ever went on are they writers retreats or writer camps same shit well yeah it's like yeah same thing okay. like i hear writing camp writers retreats camp of writers all that stuff one of my favorite memories it was one of the first ones i went on i just signed my record deal and we were just getting ready to go in the studio. And I went, you know, same thing. We were at Smith Lake in Alabama. Stayed up all night. We started passing the guitar around. Chase McGill was on that one. Uh, Jesse Alexander, who I wrote my first single like with. Good things happen with Chase McGill here. Oh, he oh hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chase is a phenomenal songwriter. And he's just a good old boy. And I love him. The house I live in, I bought from Chase. Really? I'm actually weirdly connected to the McGills. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I have cut his songs. I live in his old house, all that. But we're partying, all that. It's like 1 a.m., and I'm like, oh, I'm getting tired. I go to bed, and at like 3 a.m., I'm kind of lucidly waking up, and I just hear, Aah! and I'm like, dude, there's like, there's wolves or coyotes. Then I like wake up, and I'm like, I hear laughing. I'm like, Chase and Stover, who's my producer, are out there screaming at the top of their lungs in the backyard. The next morning I wake up, I'm like, what the hell was that? They're like, dude, we were just howling at the moon, man. <laughs> I mean, they were screaming at the top of their lungs. I mean, just, and uh, that, that was pretty, I mean, like when you wake up and you're like, oh my God. Cause you're coyote. like half asleep, right? Yeah. I'm like, there's coyotes. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's two rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> that was just so stupid and so funny. It was like, I just went back to bed. I'm like, all right. I was like, oh, it's Jeremy. It's Jeremy and Chase. This is whatever. No it's like deal. one of those ones where you're like half asleep. Like, did that really happen? Or was that a dream? Like, Oh, man. So funny. So good. All right, man. I love that. You said you were a football fan, too. Yep. Dogs fan? Damn right, baby. Yeah, me and uh, me and my other co-host. I ain't going to lie to you. It might be, it might be a repeat year. It, it might be. You guys are always like top five. It's I, like you guys, Alabama, LSU, Ohio. Ohio State. I mean, Oklahoma's good, too. I just think right now. And I just saw something. It was the first three games of last year compared to the first three games of this year. And on points scored, points allowed, and points per game, we're like 20% higher than last year. So you think it's I mean, repeat. crushing it. I'm, uh, I'm heading down to Ohio in uh, end of November. I'm going to see Ohio State versus Michigan State. It's apparently awesome. a good rivalry. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Just did, uh, we did Bills versus Titans Monday Nighter in, uh, in Buffalo. Dude, that was, that was yeah. an ass whooping. It was. It was Not bah, fun for bah. a Nashville boy. Man, yeah. I'm a Titans fan. Me and George yeah. are both Titans fans. They're like, you go down there and you're like, what the F just happened? I will say, though, I think the Bills are winning it all this year. And you know, if they like, don't, then there's something wrong. Yeah, by proximity, we're still Bills fans just because it's the closest. It's the closest thing. To here, right? And 
honestly, it's hard not to root for the Bills. Like they've just Bills been mafia. They've been dog shit yeah, for they lost so four, long. Four Super Bowls in a row. Like I know crazy like, and like josh allen seems like a good dude yeah, just isaiah mckenzie like, georgia boy yeah? like yeah man so i i, I kind of pull for the bills a little bit yeah what's your favorite oh, actually no you're a big fisherman too right yeah yeah. yeah i, I heard that fish. on another either show you did or something you yeah. go solo fishing oh yeah i don't really like fishing with anybody else i'll fish with my friends who like to fish as much as me but what's the biggest fish you ever caught um i think the biggest i've ever caught was Probably a striped bass in the summer of 2020. Um, see, this is it's difficult because there's different answers of different fish. But I do think weight-wise total was a was a striper I caught in 2020. It was like 32 pounds. Shit, that's a good one. I mean, it was it was like probably half this couch length-wise. Wow. Insane. Actually, I got a really funny story about the first time I ever went fishing. I uh, I didn't know you're supposed to fish first thing in the morning, right? Like, oh, yeah, early. Yeah, Beat yeah, early the sun thing. up, yeah. So one day I'm That's at another a, reason why I fish by myself. Yeah. No one wants to get up that yeah, early. Yeah, you got to go to like 4 a.m. or something, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I went fishing one day. We were all drinking. We're fishing off the dock, right? And like we're all, I don't know, maybe 10 beers deep at this point. And we're fishing, not catching anything. We put some worms on. Okay, we catch something. We're so drunk. I thought I caught this massive fish. I'm like this. I got a picture of it. So proud. Next morning, I wake up. I check Instagram. I look at the fish. The fish is I don't know, eight inches, 12 Nothing. inches max. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, that was like a three footer. Yeah. And I'm like carrying it like but flexing, if you, like no jurors. Like, but if you hold it right and you hide your elbow, you that's get it, the That's a depth right. perception, eh? Oh, dude. I get so much crap from people about that. It's like, they're like, oh, you're holding it right. I'm like, bitch, I'll show you the scale. <laughs> I mean, I took a picture of that too because I knew you were going to say it. You know, it's like. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Did you, you ever see those like memes and stuff where it's um about like girls like rating guys like hinge? Pro well, I guess you you wouldn't be on dating apps, but it's like. Yeah, it's been, been a long time. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about where they rate on the pic. Uh, on, on the, the fish, fish pictures and stuff. It's yeah. like, yeah. They're I, like, this one's good. He's got his shirt on. He actually looks like he genuinely he enjoys yeah, fishing. Yeah, he caught this fish. It's not the one his buddy caught. Yeah, this like the buff cowboy. They're like, no, not yeah. at all. They're like, yeah, it's posed. You ever go uh, deep sea fishing? Yeah, every now and then. I actually really love to, when it comes to saltwater, I like to like fish on the bay side, like Tampa Bay and stuff, because it's, uh, it's a lot similar to just fishing a lake or a river because yeah, it's yeah. really shallow. You're fishing the bank. You're fishing docks or whatever. Uh, and I and I love those fish like redfish and snook and all that. They taste great, but they're also just a fun fight. But I I think my bachelor party is gonna be like a I, I want to go massively uh, like sail fishing, like marlin fishing. Yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do is like rent a big old sport like yeah, sport yeah, yacht. I know exactly what you mean, dude. Get the hell out there, like hundred damn miles. Like let's go for it. Uh, man, I love it. We did uh, back in two thousand and I don't know, maybe thirteen or fourteen. We went a big group of us down to Saint Martin, and one day we rented a big boat. Took us out. We're all hungover, so we're all like in the like in the basement of the boat, trying not yeah. to throw up, just dying. Is that that island where the planes land? Like super yeah, yeah, close? right over the beach. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that one. So we ended up going, and we we didn't catch a single fish. Like every time we got one, it like fell off the the hook or something. And then towards the end, we got this massive thing. It was a thirty minute fight to catch. It was a, yeah. a blue marlin. That's awesome. And it's just a massive thing. And the best part is like you, they cut it up right. Oh yeah, there for you, you. they Take fillet it, it for you. Yeah, we yeah. ordered a chef, or not ordered. We hired a chef that night to cook us like a private dinner. <sighs> so bad. So he literally, like, we came there with this massive piece of fish. He made like six different like courses with that one fish. That is so amazing. I'll tell you, probably one of my favorite stories like that was I, I was fishing in vero beach florida uh home of jake owen uh good buddy we're touring with him this fall and i took a friend of mine 
down there uh, before my this is my best friend from high school and everything. He was deploying. He's in the Air Guard in, in the U.S. And so he was deploying to Okinawa for like three, four months. So I was like, let's go do a fishing trip before you get out of town. And we went fishing the, the riverside and uh, all that. And, we, and, and I caught a snook that was in slot. So I was able to keep it. And I caught it early. Sorry, sorry, say that again. In, in slot. So what that means is at anywhere where like there's a – the regulations on what you can keep yeah, yeah. Um, for like a snook, anything. What's a snook? I don't even know what a snook is. All right, a snook is like a, a a bay area fish, so very shallow water, and they're just a badass apex predator. They taste really good. If you ever see one, it it's just kind of a, it's so weird. It's like a sporty looking fish. It looks right. like a Mustang. You know what All I mean? Right, like yeah, it, it looks like a Corvette. And it has a, ve- they're very light colored with a small skinny very black line all the way down the side of it. Okay. Very beautiful. Um, See, Danny, this is where you like superimpose the yeah, picture yeah, yeah. of the fish, right? Like get you a snook right, right over us, my, just here. right here on my face. Yeah. Um, in slot means between twenty four inches and I think thirty. So it, is that before they're fully matured? I guess, or is it? It's no, they're matured, but it's like it's just the right size that you're allowed to keep okay. because. And there's, you know, I could, dude, I'm, I'm a fish nerd, bro. I mean, this, the whole podcast might be fishing. <laughs> hey, man, I'm cool with and that. Learn something new every day. Yeah, damn right. Anything over, definitely over 40 inches, which is, that is a massive fish. Sounds like it, a big win. Yeah, yeah. Anything over that is always female. So you can't keep all those because then you'll dilute the female yeah. population and all that. So it's just more like they just, in that slot of measurements, what you can keep. It changes all the time. Sometimes it's bigger, sometimes smaller. But I caught one in slot. We kept it. And same thing. I thought, well, we're going to be done at lunch. I want to find somewhere to get this cooked. So I actually called Jake Owen and I said, hey, uh, where can I go get this? He said, give me five minutes. He called Riverside uh, Cafe, which was like this bar and restaurant that he used to play coming up at vera beach he's like go there ask for chef rusty you know whatever <laughs> and they're like tell him i sent you i'm like oh that'll be yeah here's what they drop a name oh, jake owen sent me yeah and you you and the not <laughs> other 900 people try to drop that but i walked in and asked for the chef they're like y'all jake's friends i was like yeah they're like, okay we go around back we meet him and he's literally just like this he's like what do Let's you want this thing he's so excited so we have it he goes all right He's like, what do you want? I said, we definitely want a sandwich, you know, blackened sandwich. I said, and you just do whatever you want. And he made us a snook piccata. And I've had chicken piccata before. Dude, it was like literally shut your mouth good. I mean, like we like I couldn't even vocalize how good. I was just like, oh, my. Oh, oh. Well, it doesn't oh, get better oh. than that, right? Like fresh fish. Dude, I mean, like morning. swimming an hour before that. Just like there is nothing better than those moments. 100%. And they're so cool because like. You feel a little like barbaric. Man, you're like, you're like I, I, I provide. I, I did this as I drink my mango martini <laughs> in air condition. I'm a man, you know. Yeah, it's, the flip flops on. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Exactly. My neon colored shirt or something. But I, I love that shit. And that's why I, I love fishing so much. And um, and it's big. I mean, when I when I fish at home, I fish by myself and early in the morning because it's just a dude. But don't you ever get lonely out there? Hell no. I, that's why I go out there by myself. Like you bring a guitar with you or something. Are you just sitting there? I'll listen no to music and just chill it. I rare. I actually rarely listen to music, but I, I will. I, sometimes I do, especially in the fall. Like there's something about kind of when it's cooling down. You don't have to get out there as early as possible because now the water temperature is a little better, dude. I'll, yeah, I'll get out there, maybe a couple beers, and 
I'll put on my like number one record I listen to when I'm on the water is um, a pretty good guy by Chris Knight. Okay. He's a songwriter from Kentucky. He's he's probably my favorite singer songwriter ever. And uh, I listen to him a lot. I listen to like Steve Earle, the Almond Brothers Band. Just like really like yeah yeah kind of chill stuff. Yeah yeah chill stuff like get you in the little zone. But dude, I'll be honest. Like if I'm out there five a.m. I love I love hearing the woods wake up. Like I love hearing that's 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 crazy what I love to hear like, is the you're crickets. Just, you're and out the birds there with nothingness. Oh yeah, because it's not like there's like animals that you can really hear. Because like if you're in the woods, you're hunting. At least you hear things. Like you're right. you're listening for the crocs. You're listening for like the tree branches. Yeah, anything. Fish don't really make noise unless they unless the only time they really do. And this is my favorite thing ever. Is like if they're like right now they're chasing bait fish like little fish because they they have spawned again so there's just a million of them and when you get out there early in the morning there's nothing better than the sun coming up and you can hear them breaking the plane of the water and, yeah, okay. and we call it blowing up you hear and you just go like oh shit here we go and you might see it and you're like throw over there baby you know and i mean i went the other day with a friend of mine and they were they were just everywhere and we would see them blow up and we would just throw and by and by the time you set yeah, over yeah, you had good. them and that's that's really fun, but yeah, but you're right. Like in a normal day, there's something for me. I think what I love is like looking out over like glass water, really flat, and just being like, I wonder what the hell's under there. I think that's why I love it so much. That's fair, yeah. And then you get just some big ass sun bitch eat it, or sometimes you get absolutely nothing. nothing. But at least you saw the sun come yeah, up, you, and it was beautiful. You know? That's what it is too. It's like when you see the sun reflecting, and you oh, have like that nice like orange glow on the water, and it's so crisp and clear. Yeah, and sometimes I'm, you get the fog too. Like I'm not getting asked to take the dogs out. I'm not getting asked to make someone a cup of coffee. Madison, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> dogging you right now. Shots like, fired. Yeah, you know, I'm not getting. You know, I'm just out there by myself. And do you, you hunt know. at all? I mean, I do. I do. I really love to duck hunt. That's okay. probably my favorite. Um, and I think that's kind of by default because it's kind of the only season of hunting where I'm on a break. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you know over the holidays, and I'm usually not on the road, so I can actually duck hunt. Um, I grew up. First thing I ever did really was like deer hunt with my grandfather. But man, I think just by the time I got to that moment in my life where you started diving into your hobbies, like dude, I picked up a guitar and i was just head over heels obsessed with it and so it just wasn't like a massive priority in the fall you know and and again football as well it's like on weekends we went to athens i mean my, my dad was a season ticket holder you had to so it's like that's why i never really dove hunted opening day of dove hunting was the opening day of george football and i wanted to go to the game did you ever play football i did one year and i we won our little super bowl yeah, yeah, like yeah. whatever it was and i considered that a good win to go out on and i said screw that's this. it Ed. Con- dude contact sports were not <laughs> i was not made for that dude i got laid out one time and i was like i don't i just don't like that that's why i, I used to play wide receiver and then i switched over to defensive backs I'm like, i don't want i just don't want to get hit dude there there's i'm the one hitting people now yeah there yeah exactly then you're like this this is yeah, fine. i can do this unless you get, you get burned a couple times you're like oh shit this then is yeah and then you're like i'm gonna get my ass whooped by the coach yeah. is what's gonna happen but yeah i think there's that moment everybody every like young boys upbringing where they decide whether or not either they like getting hit or can stomach it or like me i was just like this ain't for me bro i i mean i got lopsided at practice what position you play i was an offensive lineman but we were this was early on and they were like who wants to try running back how how are you an offensive lineman 
Bro, like I, my size. I was a little pudgy back then, dude. I was a little bro. You're what? You five eleven or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're five eleven. Okay, even if you're a little. I'm like one eighty soaking wet now. <laughs> so right. yeah. I'm like you're literally my size. I know. Well, the, you know. Now, the, so the one this was fifth, up, this eh? was fifth grade. Yeah, so yeah, like we're fair. all. But I remember they were like, "Who wants to try running back?" And I was like, "I will." Like, give me the ball, course, like, man. And dude, I just like power up the middle, and I just got hit, <laughs> got went sideways, up. laid down. I was like, "No, no, sir." I was like, "I hated that, dude." And then I. Sucked at everything else too. That's fair. I was so bad at soccer, so bad at basketball. I I golf a baseball? little bit. Baseball was a little better because I think baseball is a lot more. I'm not gonna say technical, but I think there's so much more strategy to each moment in a yeah, baseball yeah. game. Of Even like, the hand-eye coordination is a big part of that, right? Yeah, but dude, with baseball, like I remember at practice, I was at bat. And the pitcher threw one low and super inside, and I jumped up to miss it. I jumped too late, and it hit directly on the ball of my ankle. And, dude, that feeling, I was like, I, dude, I really – I hate that. Like, that sucked. <laughs> it hurt so bad. And it was like shaking Man, at yeah, my Yeah, you leg. got blown up in football, quit. Hitting got the, the ankle, for God's sake. Baseball, quit. That's, that's how your music yeah, started. Yeah, exactly. Though. Exactly. Hey, literally. Maybe if it didn't. I Man, know, I, dude. I, uh, I played baseball in high school. I never really played growing up. Yeah. So I tried out for the team like my senior year. And I was like, hey, last team you played on, I'm like, I don't know, the yellow team in house league, right? Yeah. Like 20 years ago. So I was allowed, like I'm a loud, energetic guy. So like, hey, he's a senior. You know, we need that confidence on the bench. Plus I could hit the ball far. So somehow made this team. So on the position, I put first base, outfield, or pitcher. I'm a lefty. How hard can pitching be? Right. Never pitched in my entire life, ever. My best friend was like, went to go play like D1 baseball down, down south. He's like, Ricky, it's easy. You got this. You got this. Fuck, all right. Coach calls, okay, Rick, you're going in. Go warm up. I've never even stood on the mound before in my entire life. So I got no idea what I'm doing. First batter, hit him. Second batter, hit him. Like Just literally, first pitch. <laughs> first pitch. Coach comes out. He's like, "Rick, you're a pitch." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "You sure?" I was like, "No, I'm never pitched." But yeah. give me, give me at least a third batter. Like, let me, let me load the bases at least. Like, we're winning like ten nothing. Yeah. She's like, "Okay, I'll give you one more batter." I'm like, "All right, sick." Strike one. Strike two. My whole, we're winning ten nothing. My whole dugout's going nuts because they know I've never pitched right. my entire life. Whole, everyone's going nuts, like cheering for me. Peg the kid in the head. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. My pitching career is over. My baseball career is over. Coach, like, Ricky, like, did you have to hit him in the head? I'm like, do you think I meant to do yeah, that? Yeah, I like, did not mean to. Do you think do I, that. if I tried to do this, it would have been a strike? Like, dude, that was like the Phillies the other night. You see that where they were down like 18 to 10 or whatever? No. And they sent in their catcher to, to oh, pitch. Yeah, like, and he was throwing like lobs, 37 miles an hour, lobbing. And he gets like, he gets like 3 2 pitch and just sends a, a fucking 82 mile an hour down the middle. And they're just like, ah! Like oh freaking God, out there, yeah, just let me the whole. It, it, he's laughing so hard because he's just like, I just pulled that off. Like, yeah, oh my it's, God! It's the best one. Things like these random moments in sports. I, I doubt you would have heard of this, but in Toronto, something happened. Like one of our backup goalies for the Leafs got injured or something, so they called up. They couldn't call up the AHL team, the farm team, because they were down south or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so they called the Zamboni driver, who's like their like emergency call up. Wow! Something happened to the starting goalie during the game, and the Zamboni driver finished the game. Damn. It was like the biggest news ever. It's like it's such a feel good like sports moment. It's like this guy literally is an average Joe. Well, isn't cleaning there, the ice? There's a whole thing too, uh, like in the NHL, like the reserve goalie. Yeah, it's like and like and it can just be, it can literally be a fan in the crowd. Yeah, it's like a random person. And a lot like, of times, it's a Zamboni like driver. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Imagine you're driving the Zamboni like an hour later. Like, okay, suit up. You're like, what? Like, it, it's so crazy. I've heard stories about like every single NHL team has whatever it is but a lot of times it can literally just be a dude that just 
plays intramural in Nashville yeah, or Men's something. League. Men's League. And they go like, well, he's pretty good. They're like, we need you here for this game and this game. And, I mean, they might yell your name over the intercom and you got to come down and play. Man, that'd be wild. That is such a hockey move. It is. Like, just like. Well, hockey players are like a different breed, too. Guy, like, oh, dude. Hockey players get hit in the ball. Their foot, they're like, all right, shake it off. I'm going back out next shift. Right? Yeah. Like, some of them are like crazy. They're like, they like hit one tooth out. They're like, get the one on the opposite side so it's at least symmetrical. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. go to uh, Predators games? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Man, when they, when they made their Stanley Cup run, I went to, uh, I think, three playoff games and. It was awesome. I was there when they clinched the series against the uh, Blues in overtime. That was literally – I think that was one of the most amazing um, sports moments I've witnessed. Like, just the electricity in the room was just utterly I heard insane. Preds fans are crazy. Like, I heard they're, like, some of the best fans. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot to, like, prove, I, which I think they did now, so now it's a little bit normal. But I think – I mean, dude, they would sell out every game for so long. And they, I mean, a lot of times they are still slinging tickets. And I just think us going to the Stanley Cup was like this huge moment for Nashville to prove that, like, they're a hockey town and they really love this team. And, and dude, all that stuff you saw, the 100,000 people downtown, 200,000 people downtown watching, like, that, those were all fans. I mean, they really are. I mean, I have so many friends that are obsessed with it. And I mean, Obviously, root for him. I've been to games. I just didn't grow up. Watch, you grew up in Georgia, from right? Georgia, yeah, man. It's little, like you don't I, have hockey rinks up down. Yeah, there. hell no, man. I mean, <laughs> we had the Atlanta Thrashers. They left. Oh yeah, you had yeah. them for a hot minute. That was yeah, it. That Boom, was gone it. Gone by. I know. Danny man. Heatley. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. Which I'm pretty sure the Atlanta Thrashers were they Quebec no, or uh, Toronto, Winnipeg. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and they're back in Winnipeg now. They are back. Yeah, I think and so. so it's so funny how in Atlanta there's actually a really like niche group of Winnipeg fans because they they were the franchise it. fans. If you weren't uh, if you weren't a musician, what would you be? Man, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, well, good thing you became thank a musician. Thank God I never right? had to <laughs> think about that. But um, I don't know, man. Like I, and this this sounds so dime a dozen now, but I kind of always did say like. I was always a little bit interested in like real estate and stuff. I just think like, I mean, now it seems like you could throw a rock and hit four real estate agents, yeah. you know, and they don't know what the hell oh, they're doing. Especially in Toronto, bad. Oh, dude, it's insane. Here, All my here, every like, I mean, dude, you know, you don't know I, what to do. Okay, I'm gonna become a real estate. You agent. know, the housing market is bad when literally you got four friends that are like, I'm doing this as a side hustle now, and it's like that's a career, bro. Like you yeah. got, yeah, that's yeah. So I don't know, man. That or is, is the housing market bad in Nashville? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of leveling out. Like, oh, Toronto's any of these people tell you, it's oh, absolutely dude, like it's, mayhem here. I mean, I I bought my home in uh, last. Well, last you bought Chase. I bought Chase's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought Chase. Yeah, baby, Chase McGill. Chase's uh, brother was the real estate agent too. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Well, I will say it was funny when I bought it from him. Uh, he never listed it, but I knew he was selling it, and I literally sat on the balcony of a brewery in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and talked to him for like twenty minutes on the phone. And we just like hashed everything out. No, you didn't. And then we just literally, his real estate agent and mine just drafted up a contract. But he was like, here's how much I want for it. I was like, I was like, well, what about this? But we do some, let's flip some percentages around. He's like, all right, cool. And like, I mean, I was like, all right. And I hung up the phone. I was like, I think I just bought a house. I don't really. And, and the girlfriend at the time was probably like, what the fuck? You yeah, she's me? like, I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. What the hell? No, yeah. But she went and saw it. She's like, all right, cool. She's like, I like it. it sounds good. So. I love that. And yeah, you guys man. have been together, you and the now fiance, been together three years? Three, yeah, three and a half, I think, now. Um, October, the end of October will be our 
one year anniversary of getting engaged. And then the wedding, I think, was I read somewhere May next May. year. Yeah, yeah late May. Do you know where? Yeah, we got a. Uh, we're getting married uh, just outside of Nashville, a nice. little place on uh, Old Hickory Lake, which will be really cool. And getting married overlooking the lake and stuff. I had to get a little bit of my body of water fishing. Hey, I, don't, there, I, don't you know? I read something too that you guys aren't going to have a, any live musicians, just a DJ. Yeah, just DJ. Why is that? She just said, I don't want to hear no damn band. That's it. You're she's like, like, no, I get, you, don't she's have, like, you don't want like Chase to perform or she's something? She's like, I get enough of that. Yeah, that's fair. She's like, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear my dad. I don't want to hear, hear any friends. of my family. Yeah, I don't want to hear anybody singing. She's like, and I'm going a, I'm to a send a list. And if I hear a song not on that list, I'm losing my shit. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, hey, I'm cool. Happy wife, happy life, right? So it'll be a lot of Taylor Swift and Elton John. <laughs> Which that's fine. Hey, I like I like both. Hey, man, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift rocks. Hey, yeah, heck yeah, man. Have you ever seen Elton John or Taylor Swift live? I've seen both of them. Yeah, both great. Oh, so good. Yeah, I saw Sir I saw, Elton John. Sir Elton John. Sir correct. Elton John. I've seen him. I've seen him twice, and I saw Taylor Swift once. It was really good. Who's your favorite musician to see live? Um, prob- and then I guess have you ever like performed with them or? Yeah, well, probably my favorite band to see live is Tedeschi Trucks Band, which is. Um, Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks. Okay. Derek Trucks is the nephew of Butch Trucks, who was a founding member of the Almond Brothers band. Derek played in the Almond Brothers for the last twenty to twenty-five years of their their career, okay. um, maybe fifteen to twenty years. But he is—I uh, think he's the best living guitar player in the world by a mile. And um, I've seen them. I think. Oh God. Seven times, six, seven times. And the band I've seen the most is a metal band from Richmond, Virginia called Lamb of God. And they're probably one of my... I think they just performed in Toronto recently. They, yeah, they, they may have. They, they just did it. They're starting a tour right now. I'm going to see them in Indianapolis on Monday, and that'll be my 10th Lamb of God show. That's crazy. And nine of those were with my dad. <laughs> Is, is the big man coming on Monday? Nah, he he can't. He tried <laughs> he tried so hard, but he's just got work. And I'm, I'm literally taking my bus and like ten other dudes. No, you're not. Oh yeah, my band is going. Wait, isn't because you're in Georgia on Saturday. Saturday. And then how far is Indy from Georgia? Well, we're gonna go home to Nashville on okay. Sunday, and then my, Indy's like four hours from Nashville. Oh, so not bad at all. So we're leaving that morning. Not bad. At gonna all. bus up. Yeah, it was one of those things like. The genius of like just a couple drinks in making oh. plans. <laughs> you don't have to tell them. I do. Me I, and the boys are like, it's a Monday. Let's go. And then I'm like, wait, if we can get 10 people, let's take my bus and we'll split, you know, all this. So now we got the best is when you start drinking. It's like every plan that doesn't really make sense. It makes comes so together. much sense when you're drinking. And then we're sitting there talking to like, this is when we were out on tour with Dirks Bentley this summer. Dirks is guitar tech. Calvin goes, who's all playing it? And I'm like, Lamb of God and this band called Kill Switch Engage. He goes, dude, I used to work for them and I still know those guys. He cool. calls me, goes, I got us 10 tickets. I said, let's go. I'm like, oh my God. So now we're literally, it's like me, my drummer, my bass player, my tour manager. I got three of Thomas Rhett's band members coming. I got one of like just all these random. I just started texting people. Man, I'm like, it. if y'all want to get so, yeah. We uh, about, you watch March Madness? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. So I'm not. I'm not a big basketball guy. So I'm not like. But I'm marrying big... into a University of Kentucky family. Okay, so, so now, now you're you're kind of by you by know, default. By default, yeah, by association. I we um. Be. I'm a North Carolina fan, and uh, so Duke was playing North Carolina March March Madness Final Four. But it might calls me. They're playing on uh, Saturday night. He calls me Thursday. He's like, Rick, let's go. I got two free tickets. I was like, Fuck, I can't get down to Houston. Like, 
between COVID, work, blah, blah, right. blah. <clears throat> so I checked flights. Oh, sorry, it was in New Orleans. So I checked flights, like no direct flights. I'm like, man, it's not going to happen. He calls me Friday morning. He's like, look, I found a flight. Let's go to Houston. I'm like, fuck, I'm at work. I can't get a COVID test. Like, I have a work dinner that night. Like, it's just, it's impossible. So I'm at my work dinner having drinks, like shooting shit with the boys. After this, we go to another nice little bar around the corner from here. He messaged me. He's like, yo, I found the flight. Nine, it leaves at 8 a.m. I'm like, okay, great, but I, I can't get a COVID test. And this is when like you still need a COVID test to travel. He's like, don't worry. I got you at the airport at 5 a.m. They have COVID tests. I was like, it's 11 p.m. I'm out drinking. Yeah. He's like, Ricky, just figure it out. I'll book the flight for you. I got points, blah, blah. I somehow made it from the bar at 2 a.m., had to Uber to my parents' house up in Vaughn. They live about like 45 minutes north of the yeah. city to grab my passport, Uber down to the airport. I mind you, I'm like- Same clothes. Same and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I literally grabbed my jersey, my North Carolina jersey at my parents' house, my passport, and like a knapsack with like a toiletry bag in it. Like that, that was literally Dude. it. Made it to the airport, somehow got down there. Like still hadn't slept. I slept two hours on the flight. Yeah, Just but you're so it. amped up. Man, and once you get there, like we're, we're driving from Houston to New Orleans. Didn't we lose the keys somehow? As one of those oh, cars where it's like push to start. Oh yeah. We stopped to get gas, push to start, didn't work. No keys detected. We have no idea what happened with the keys. How to like, mind you, and we're like two hours till game time. Had to like call this like CA, whatever it's called, this. Um, the CIA. No, not CIA. <laughs> uh, CIA or whatever, whatever those car companies are. Yeah, yeah. Get us a new key reprogram. We ended up missing like half the first quarter. Just like one of the best worst experiences. Ever. Oh yeah. Like, totally. Once you like figure it out, you're like. I did. We booked this all like absolutely hammered. Like, what were we thinking? So, back to Lamb of God here. See, I, I grew up like I was really my love for guitar and all that was really through Southern rock, like the Allman Brothers Band, Leonard Skinner. One of your family, I think, it was your dad, right? That played. My dad's uh, best friend growing up was okay. is in the Marshall Tucker Band. Okay, and so that was like one of the first connections of like, oh, this is somebody who's like making a living, you know. But as a guitar player and a lover of guitar, it's like. You know, I started playing when I was 11, 12. I want to hear it louder, faster, angrier. So I really <laughs> fell in love with heavy metal music by kind of going that route while at the same time loving the songwriting and the storytelling and the, you know, people singing about where they come from. That's why I related to the country music. <laughs> so I'm like, it's very like lovey, like, you know, feel good. Like you yeah, it's a romanticism yeah. about your home and where yeah. you come from. So I equally love country music and heavy metal. So that's why I love going to see Lamb of God. I had one of those same things, dude. This was in the middle of radio tour, which is like when you're a new artist, you go meet every radio station and you go, hey, here's my song. Nice to meet you. And I got a day off. I'm supposed to fly home the next day. I'm in Florida. I'm in Tampa and I'm drinking. And I'm like, I'm rocking a little bit, but not like super drunk. I bring up like, oh yeah, I love, I'm going to see Slayer in like a couple of weeks. And uh, Lana from, from Tampa she goes, they're playing in Orlando tomorrow night. And I went, you're shitting me. She goes, nah, I got nothing to do. I'm like, I'm single at this point. It's so like, there's well, nothing, right at, there's <laughs> nothing at home. I got to like go. So I'm like, dude, I'm literally on the phone with Southwest after drinking like four Jack and Cokes. And I'm like, Hey, it's I nice need to know I'm not the only one. Hey, eh, Danny, like yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. other people that are doing what I'm currently doing. Yeah, right? It's like, I literally just go like, I'm like, I need to change my flight because Slayer's in Orlando. They're like, what the? Like, what? I'm like, so, sir, just give me the date. Like, the yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, I need to go out of, out of Orlando in two days instead of Tampa. They changed my flight. I call my booking agent and I go, I need a ticket to Slayer and Lamb of God in Orlando. He goes, I can get you one because you're probably the first artist who's ever asked for that. I said, like, cool. Like, so he calls me 20 minutes later, got you tickets. I get a hotel room and I'm like, well, now I just got to figure out how to get from Tampa to Orlando. 
And you figured it out, though, dude, right? dude, Lana Phillips, my girl, she just goes, I'll drive you there tomorrow. I said, hell yeah. So she picked me up at the airport at like one or two in the afternoon, drove me to Orlando. Man. And I just like, I'm there by myself, again, dressed like this. Like, I had all my clothes, but it's like all I had was like my cowboy boots and all this. And I just sat there and got solo drunk but those make and, the best stores like oh dude think, it like, started raining i, 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 I was like, like a day ago i was like doing x y and z and now i'm here doing this like this is wild yeah it's awesome dude. when we were in europe actually so one of um we were all in ibiza together everyone was supposed to go home and i had like three extra days i'm like i'm gonna go do portugal one of the girls on the trip's like do you want company i was like yeah sure if you want to come but like we're gonna do it like I, i'm doing my trip but you got to do what i want to do because like, i'm like this is what i want to do right she's like yeah that's fine cool i'll come with you i was like sick awesome she ends up switching her flight at the bar the night before. We end up getting there. The next morning we wake up. I'm like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, should we go to Portugal today? You want to go tomorrow? She's like, I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I was like, and we're both. She's like, you said it was whatever you want to do. I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't know what I want to do. What do you want to do? So then it turns into like, I was like, yeah. okay, fuck, what are we even doing anymore? So right. we end up staying in Ibiza an extra night, then going to Portugal, doing like two or three days there. And just, again, when you, like, the, I forget the it's like the unexpected, spontaneous, yeah, spontaneous yeah. like trips turn out to be the best ones. Oh, dude. 100%. I, I, I remember. One of my really good friends, his name is Jared Mullins. Um, great guy. And he he is like the definition. He's going to be on of, that fishing trip, eh? Oh, yeah, dude. Fly, he doesn't know it yet, but he's a he's going to be a groomsman. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, if you're listening, Jared, I will, I, I'll probably call you before this. But um, <laughs> Well, now you have to. Eh? You know what's funny is like Madison, when she asked all of her bridesmaids and her maid of honor, she built these like beautiful boxes, like these little gift boxes with, uh, she gave everybody like a, monogram thing and she printed all these pictures of them and wrote these beautiful handwritten notes like would you be my bridesmaid and so it's just some so really awesome. nice like pinterest yeah shit. and i have called everybody one of mine said hey you're gonna be a groomsman <laughs> and they went oh cool and i went yeah here's the date they said all right sweet They're like what are you doing i'm like nothing <laughs> like, man i so this year i've been in uh, th- uh three wedding parties i have a fourth one coming up only one officially like Ask me like nicely like you know right. one guy give me a bottle of vodka i'm a vodka drinker gives me a bottle of vodka with a little flask and you know a nice that's what i was gonna note, do right? something that's, small yeah. the other one one of them i found out because on his bachelor party we went to scottsdale and he calls me like rick do you want a bed or are you good sleeping on the couch i'm like man whatever you want he's like no no groomsmen get a choice of bed so do you want You're a like, bed or oh couch? i'm a groomsman sweet and i was like oh i'll take the bed then i guess like cool my other buddy calls me, goes, yeah, you know, I'm getting married uh, next summer. Like, you got to be there by my side. I was like, yeah, of course I'll be there. He's like, no, you got to be there, like, by my side. I was like, oh, like, you want me in the wedding party? Like, is this, is, are you asking me? He's like, yeah, man, you want to be, like, one of my groomsmen? I was like, of course I do, right? Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's sad. That was at Thunder Bay, too, like, wild. Like, had to fly out to Thunder Bay for 48 hours. Like, shout out Dom if you're listening. No Dude, I mean, literally, that's, that's how it's been with. Everybody I feel like so women far. do a good job of it. Like oh, my brother's yeah. fiance, when he asked me to be a, a groomsman, like I know it was all her. Like got us like nice like socks that said like groomsman or something. Like, yeah, little, you're right. cool you had pins, nothing to like, do with this. Yeah. You know, like nice like picture of us and stuff. I was like, my brother would have been the guy that just like texts me at work. Hey, Rick, uh, you you upstairs? Come downstairs. I gotta ask. I gotta something. ask you something. That, that would hands be you a shot. Yeah, has, yeah. You want, you I will say that I did do something, but I think I'm I'm just gonna save it for the wedding but i did do something that involved like a little bit of that but i just like i was gonna do like flask and i i custom made logos 
for everybody pertaining to like what they love to do. Yeah, yeah. Or like, and so, so you I, got like six fishing flasks. Yeah, I got like six. I got a fishing flask for Trip, who's my fishing buddy, my uh, my best man, Brian Briggs. He is a pilot, so I I made like Briggs Air, like his okay, little logo. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I got. All this stuff that I'm that I okay, I've done. so you did all right. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just forgot to do it, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, we're like less than a year away. We probably, I probably need to just call these dudes and tell them they need to be there. So, oh well. Sorry, y'all. Do you uh, do you want a big wedding or a small wedding? Actually, well, you would probably know at this point. It's gonna be a pretty very small reception, okay. or sorry, small ceremony. ceremony. And then we've invited more people to the reception, okay. and that was just her call. I mean, again, it's like. Happy wife, happy life. Well, I'm just I, like, I want it to be a special day, and I that, you know, we talked about early on, and she mainly was like, she's like, can we just like go to the courthouse and like let's just not even do a wedding, and I was, and my thing was I, I kind of fought for a wedding only because I was like, I know a lot of people have done that, and they usually regret not having some kind of ceremony for their like grandparents and their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told her, I said, I think you want your grandparents there. And the more we talked about it, she came around and, and then now we're having this super badass, it's crazy wedding. And, and, um, just, I think it's going to be so beautiful and, and so great. And, uh, yeah, but it's like, man, we we're inviting people to the, the reception that like probably could be in the ceremony, but I'm like, guys, Nobody even gives a damn about that part. Like we want to hug your neck in our in our dress and and tux and say thanks for being here and and I'm like that's what y'all want too. Like y'all don't want to sit for ten minutes and hear us go. Oh, I love you, uh, box. Yeah, you know, I like do, be yeah. done. So small reception, essentially just family, but with very very close, a few very close <laughs> yeah, yeah. friends, and then yeah, and then then we'll just have a party and be done with it. You gonna have the cowboy boots on? Probably not gonna be wearing these. I am gonna. I'll probably change into some boots for the reception. The reception yeah. Cause right. she's going to change into boots, but I have been told no boots at the, at the wedding, which is fine. I'll, I'll, I'll get super duper dressed up. That's fair. That's fair. So that's the wedding is next, next year. Yeah. What else? Uh, what else you got going on for next year? I'm assuming. So you got the tour this year. Yeah. Yeah. Touring with Jake Owen through this tour. And then, I mean, next year, I think we're going to probably do a lot of like headline stuff, like some clubs and stuff. And then, Man, my biggest goal too, just in the summer, is like I just kind of want to get on the the festival train again and get. I, I love festival season and the favorite you know, festival. Oh man, uh, sorry, favorite festival is like a like a, an attendee or just like as a person. And then what's the favorite one you? have Okay, cool. So my favorite two separate. Those are yeah, completely different. Well, my favorite festival I ever attended, and it's sad it doesn't exist anymore, but it was called Wani Festival. And it was in Swan, uh, Spirit of Swanee State Park in Florida. And this was a Almond Brothers Band literal festival. They owned it. They headlined two nights. And then all the bands below it were kind of like Southern Rock or like descendants or cousins of like the Almond Brothers. So you'd have like Government Mule, which was Warren Haynes who was a member of the Almond Brothers. And it was such a badass festival. They only sold like 20,000 tickets which is a lot, but it ain't like, it ain't crazy. You're not on top of people. It was in the middle of April, be like low 60s, high 70s during the day. And me and my dad went. He literally pulled me out of high school to go to these. That's the best. Favorite one to play. 
I think I'm going to have to go Tortuga, which is a, a Live Nation festival Brian O'Connell puts on uh, on the beach. I mean, you're literally playing to like people on the on beach. Sand, yeah, yeah. Just unbelievable. You can't get like anytime you're listening to music like during the day with like thousands of other people on a beach. Yeah. Or like outside, sun's up. It's just the best. And it's the best backstage for artists. Okay, they right. do IVs. Got one in the morning. So I could drink all day, be fine. That's it. And then Hydrated. I literally, they have a private beach set up for the artists and I'm literally out there and hey, I hate to wrap it all the way back around, but bait fish all around us. <laughs> I'm like, this is badass, dude. There's fish everywhere. Wait, please, do you have anything crazy on your rider? Nah, just Jack Daniels, Casamigos and potato chips and hummus. That's pretty much it. You should just throw in something random, just just for the story. Like a whole red snapper. I was literally just saying, yeah, you need fish. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, I want fresh fish. An uncooked whole red snapper. That's it. Yeah, just even if you don't even eat it, just there. Oh, dude, I'm gonna just like throw it around the room or something, like <laughs> some rock star shit like that. Man, yeah, honestly, you have to. Yeah. Part, part, that'll be part of your thing. That's it. Yeah, hey, yeah. Our, our rider's not too crazy. Oh, that's that's all right. Uh, so obviously, you have the show tonight. Then you head to well, I guess tonight's. A week ago now, because this was releasing in a week. A week ago, I yeah. had the show, show in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Georgia, and then you got uh, some other shows coming up later on. Yeah, we're. I think we're going to Florida at the beginning of October, and then after that, we start the Jake Owen tour. So okay, uh, it'll be good, man. I'm I'm very excited, but I'm also kind of looking forward to a break. It's been it's been a long long. I feel like summertime year. is like that go season for country artists, right? Like we're just gone every yeah, day. You don't you don't stop. I mean, it's it's so crazy, and it the the fall gets more to like weekends. Yeah. And then about and then that winter's like second third time. second third week of like December you're kind of done you know and it's you can chill out and it's good so yeah. I'm excited. Well, man, I think that's a great great note to kind of end up on. Appreciate you coming in. This has been awesome. Looking forward to the show tonight. I don't go to many. Sorry, I don't normally listen to country music, but I can a hundred percent say that country concerts are hands down the best concerts to go to. I think so. I have man. country. I have my boots. I have my cowboy hat. I'm. Ready to rock and roll tonight. So you you'll need, see me in there. You just need some whiskey in your blood, oh, baby. We got, we got Duh. here for sure, man. Don't, don't <laughs> you worry. But appreciate you coming on. If people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, the tour, where can they go? How can they find you? All social media. I'm the one with the blue check mark, not the one asking you for gift cards <laughs> and money. <laughs> or cryptocurrency. Buy yeah, this yeah. I'm not money. Travis Denning 012-784-37212. Yeah, I'm just Travis Denning with a blue check mark. Beauty. Man, again, appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to the show tonight. Thanks, buddy. And if you made it to the end of this, we appreciate you. Love you. Share this with your friends. Subscribe. Give Travis a follow. And other than that, stream his new uh, EP. Yep. Might as well be me. And there we go. Cheers, pals.